It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 112, Enduring Hope. We are just starting a new series this fall called Living Wisely in Troubled Times. We're going to be looking at two letters Paul wrote to the Thessalonians and learning from these letters how to live in our own troubled times. Sharon, why did you choose Enduring Hope as a title? Oh, Nicole, it was hard to choose a title. There are so many good verses in the first chapter of 1 Thessalonians. But the one verse that resonated with me the most was verse 3. Paul is so encouraging to this baby church. Hmm. Listen to what he says. He says, As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Well, we're going to dig into that verse more in just a minute. But for now, I just want to talk about that enduring hope. It hit me hard because we just studied last week what they did have to endure. Jason barely saved when he and his friends were hauled out of his home and popped in prison simply (laughs) because they were Christians. And then they had to pay money to get out financially. There was Mm -hmm. a cost too. Their faith was so new and so tender. And yet, despite all the troubles, they had enduring hope, Mm. enduring hope. They knew that a brighter day was coming and they had a savior waiting for them at their journey's end here on earth. I want to live like that, Nicole, mm. with enduring hope. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> well, let's look a bit, a bit at the book of First Thessalonians for a minute before we dive into chapter one. So I did some research on it. <laughs> and Paul wrote this first letter to the Thessalonian church from the city of Corinth around AD 51. And it was just a few months after having preached in Thessalonica on his second missionary journey. So you said they had to move on quite a bit. So he probably had more to say. It was like, hey, let me get this pen down and send it (laughs) off to you guys. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And note that he didn't stay in Berea either then. We talked last week, Thessalonica, Berea. So he was in Corinth. Yes, when when he wrote wrote. this. But he was always on the move. (laughs) He was indeed. And I love how he doesn't forget where he's been. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Oh, that is true. He's at the next place, but he's not like, okay, they're good. We're done. Check it off nope, my list. Nope. He's a little mama that's yeah. gathering people at every place and then has to check on his chickadees. He's a big heart. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you. Okie dokie. Let's begin. We are going to read chapter one, all 10 verses, and then we're going to go back and chat about each one. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with first one. First one. Mm-hmm. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true, and you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit, in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. 
And now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even, even beyond Macedonia and Archaea. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. But they keep talking about the wonderful welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. This is such a lovely, dear first chapter. He loved those guys so much. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to talk through each of those 10 verses together, and I get to dissect verse (laughs) 1. I'm going to read that verse again. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you grace and peace. So I noticed three things about this verse. Mm. First of all, I love that Paul is not a loner. He's not doing this stuff alone. Mm. He, he was with Barnabas, then he was with Silas. Now he's got Timothy with him as well. Yeah. Paul always surrounded himself with other people. And Jesus, when he sent out the disciples for their little missions trip when he was living on the planet here, <laughs> um, sent them out two by two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. God's, God wants us in community. Mm. He does. That's why I love working with a team and our own Sweet Sela Ministries yeah. ministry. <laughs> and that's why whenever I speak, I'm begging one of you to go with me. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. Yeah. I just don't. And neither did Paul. So that's number one. Number two, I just love the word belong to you who belong hmm. to God and Jesus. He's talking to those who have become part of God's family and can never unbecome it. They're the ones who belong. And I just think it's so beautiful. Um, And then grace and peace is something that Paul says often. Mm. And we talked about grace and peace in one of our talks a while back. And I remember saying, I'm going to incorporate that into my life. I have. Oh, good. Just saying. (laughs) It's a weird way. Facebook birthday greetings. I always say grace and peace to you on your birthday and always. Oh, that's a fun birthday greeting. Isn't that nice? I think I've only used it three times. I've tried to like ease it into casual conversation. It's it's not as... (laughs) Well, yeah, it's strange, but but wishing someone grace, undeserved pardon, and and shalom peace, that wholeness peace. It's a great birthday wish. Yeah. Steal that. (laughs) Anyways, that's verse one. I like it. So verse two says, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. So Paul's heart is so sweet here. I love that. I love the community about them praying constantly and thanking God for them. And isn't that how we should be acting as believers in Christ? Mm -hmm. I don't pray for other churches or thank God for them. You know, I don't think about that, but they are not competing with these other churches for who Mm -hmm. can do the most work for God or our church is better. I love the sense of community. Like we are all believers, all one group in different sections. I love that too. It's a beautiful way to be. We should really work on this as (laughs) believers in America, Uh (laughs) myself included. (laughs) My brother's church always prays for a fellow church as part of their, they have a big long prayer time and they pray for people that are sick and pray for a ministry and a mission and they pray for another church. I love that. that I've never thought about that before. That's terrible. I bet bet he did it because of 1 Thessalonians. I'll have to ask him. You'll have to. (laughs) That's super, but I love how they're doing that. That's really neat. cool. Uh, Verse three, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, 
your loving deeds and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So Paul is pulling a Barnabas here. He's encouraging. He's encouraging so much. This is, we're not just praying for you to do well. We're thanking God for you Mm -hmm. because you work faithfully. So they haven't given up. They're faithful in their work. And part of that is loving deeds for others. Mm -hmm. And loving deeds is work, Nicole. You know, (laughs) going and washing somebody else's laundry because they just had surgery. That's not what I call fun. Right. It's work, but it's important work, you Mm -hmm. know, and good old Dorcas that sewed all those garments, that was work, but loving deeds, he's seeing that in them. Um, It's not just entertainment on a Sunday morning for us. We're supposed Mm. to have faithful work. We're supposed to have um, loving deeds and then that beautiful, enduring hope, which they certainly have demonstrated because otherwise they wouldn't still be Christians after what they've been put through. Right. No kidding. It's a great verse. Mm. All right, verse four, we know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. So this verse, I think, has a beautiful reassurance in it for them. Just a reminder, like in that security too, that God loves you and he chose you. And then to kind of instill the sense of belonging in them too. Like you are God's, you're not mine, you little Christians, you're not, you you belong to God. Mm -hmm. So he's always going to be with them, even if Paul isn't there, you know, as a founding person of the church. So I think, I just think it's a nice reassuring verse. I think that's awesome. And I like your point that, it, Paul isn't the hero. Mm-hmm. God is. Right. God's the one they belong to. God's the one that chose them. Mm-hmm. And you know, these are things we need to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. You know, enough people tell me I'm annoying <laughs> <laughs> or downright irritating. You know, I can forget that, well, God loves me. He chose right. me. Right? <laughs> Sometimes we, we need to be reminded. Yes. And what a beautiful reminder. Mm. So, you know, they're, they're reading this letter and all they're hearing at this first part is, you're loved. You're doing oh, great. Yeah. I pray for you all the time. You yeah. are that important to me. Wow. It's, it's a so great beautiful. beginning. What a great, encouraging, yeah. sweet, like, hey, guys, you're doing wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice. I would like letters like that. That's really nice. <laughs> so moving on, verse five. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. Mm -hmm. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. And you know of our concern for you from the way we lived when we were with you. Mm -hmm. So I love that he points out that it's not just saying the words, it's the Holy Spirit coming within. And we actually talked about that, how Jason and fellow believers in prison coughing up a lot of money to get out. Right. If they hadn't had the Holy Spirit indwelling within them with full power at the very beginning of their Christian life, before they were experts in anything, they could not have stood firm. Yeah. You know, but they did because of the Holy Spirit. And that is just such a so cool thing. Mm. And then um, he has concern for them in how they lived when they were with them. That said really poorly. Paul. Paul wanted them to rem- wanted to remind them that we were concerned about you when we were with you, and we yes. showed our concern by how we lived. We didn't lord it over you. Mm. We didn't demand obeisance to us. Right. We just loved on you. They just lived out their concern and love for them, like working right. alongside them instead of over them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's and and even the follow up with the letter mm-hmm. is more proof of how much he cares for them, and mm. that's the same as as, as it is in friendship. In friendship, yeah. you got to show up. Yeah. You can't always show up big if you're going through something yourself, yeah. but there better be a little show up or the friendship will drift away. Right. So Paul's still showing up for them. Mm. 
well, verse 6 says, So you receive the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. So I see that encouragement in this verse. You know, he's reminding them that they are not alone. The Holy Spirit is with mm-hmm. them. And that also, they're not alone in their suffering, that Paul and his friends also have suffered yes. for Christ. And then ultimately, the Lord suffered yes. and died for them. So just that that encouragement that they're not allowed, they're not alone in their suffering mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they understand from a place of... We've lived it out too. Right, right. Yeah, I was just thinking, can you imagine a sermon, you know, a, a gospel message sermon in America? You will suffer severely mm-hmm. if you accept Christ. You will be persecuted. You'll be thrown into prison. You will lose your money. Right. But he's the truth. Mm-hmm. We don't do that too no. often, but Paul had to. Yeah. I mean, it's like it what, what I'm inviting you to is... is um, banking everything on the fact that this is true and that Mm. eternity awaits you because you choose suffering now. Yeah, Yeah. and the chance that you are going to lose everything fairly quickly after converting. Yeah, yeah, so cool, (laughs) amazing. Okay, verse 7. As a result of the fact that they did all these wonderful things, despite (laughs) suffering, you've become an example to all the believers in Greece Mm. throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. So, wow, the word spread through their suffering. Mm. The fact that they held on, that's what stood out. You know, sometimes God does allow suffering for good. Yes. I don't think Johnny Erickson Tata said, oh, sign me up at 18 to break my mm. neck and be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life because that's right. how I'd like to live for you. <laughs> that's how I want to glorify you, God, right. from a wheelchair. <laughs> no kidding. And yet God chose that path for her. Yeah. And out of it has come such an incredible testimony mm. of staying with the truth, enduring hope yeah. um, throughout her life. I just, she's just one of my heroes of the faith because of that. So um, it's just really cool that sometimes our best example mm. isn't, look at me, my life is all happy. Yeah. It's actually through how we deal with suffering. Oh, absolutely. Um, so verse 8 is fairly similar. But, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we find people telling us about your faith in God. We don't need to tell them about it. Isn't that wild? How cool. So it's not just they were, they were faithful in suffering, and that could have been enough. But mm-hmm. then the people in their town knew that they were faithful in their suffering. People outside their town are hearing about this. Yeah. Like, what an impact. And I think it's so encouraging for them to know, to see the work of God through them now. Yes. Because sometimes we'll suffer and we work for God and we don't see the fruits of it right. in this life. Right. Right. And for them to, for God to allow them to see it now so soon after so becoming cool. Christians and, and going through intense suffering, like what a beautiful gift to them. Isn't it? And they wouldn't know unless no. Paul told them. They're in prison. Right. <laughs> Reading the local news, they had no idea that people knew about their yeah. story. So yeah. I just think that's so neat that they were able to hear about how God was working through them already. Isn't that cool? And yeah. it must have been merchants that travel and yeah. you know like how did the word have, get out yeah, yeah it's not like there's podcasts back then right. but maybe it was such a big deal that these people their, their neighbors were just doing their life and all of a sudden they, they heard about this jesus and followed him and then they were taken from their homes i guess that would be rather a big story it's like oh did you hear about jesus did you hear yeah. about so-and-so yeah yeah and then it spread yeah super, Very super neat. Neat. <laughs> okay verse nine for they keep talking about the wonderful <laughs> welcome you gave us and how you turned away from idols to serve the living and true uh, god so there it is too <laughs> there it is again so but paul goes to another place because he's been 
kicked out of the last one. <laughs> and they say, have you heard about what happened at Thessalonica? And Paul's like, just might have. I was there, <laughs> yeah. right? So re- there was true change in them, basically. They turned away from idols to serve mm-hmm. the living and true God. Repentance means to turn away from. That's mm-hmm. actually the meaning of it. It's not just, you know, oh, sorry, didn't mean to, and then right. doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again because you don't actually really care. You're just saying you're sorry. <laughs> Repentance is turning from. They yeah. did. They stopped going to temple. They stopped worshiping the idols. They mm-hmm. threw their idols out. Um, to go against your culture and all your habits like that, yeah. that was all they were steeped in, the Greeks. And, right. and they've gone against so many traditions and cultures um, in order to believe the truth. And their change was so significant that many, many, many people noticed. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Amazing. All right, verse 10 says, And they speak of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. He is the one who has rescued us from the terrors of the coming judgment. Mm. So here he's just, again, he keeps commending them for their faith. He does. You know, like, guys, you're doing great. They're talking about this and that and that you're looking forward. And also... I think there's hope in here too. He's kind of reminding them, you know, like looking forward to the coming of God's own son and he's already rescued us from even worse terrors. So that's a nice verse to end on. I think it is. I do. And it's it's for the joy set before us that we endure the suffering here. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's saying. You're looking forward to the coming of God's son from heaven. Right. Who also as spirit resides inside them who they know full well now. Mm -hmm. So the longing is there for them too. So yeah, because cool. you can't endure all this without getting discouraged. Even yeah. if you are full of the Spirit, you can get weary of the suffering, but to continually keep that hope before you. That enduring hope. What, yes, is what yep. keeps them going. Exactly, sure. exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So we're going to do a pattern in these um, false studies. We, we walk through the verses like we just did, and then we're going to end with the same three questions every single time. Okay. What was my favorite verse and Why? That's question number one. Question number two, Mm. what did I learn about God from this Mm. passage? And number three, what did we learn about living wisely in troubled times, which is the name of our series? Yes. So, okay, Nicole, what was your favorite verse and why? I really liked verse six, and I'll read it again. It says, so you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. So I just think that's so neat. They received the Holy Spirit with yes. this joy. They were so excited to hear his message. And then it's so beautiful how they fully embraced their new faith and completely relied on God from the very beginning in their troubles. There was yeah. no turning back for them. None. And their faith is just very inspiring to me. Like, would I do that now? I've been a Christian for many years. Am I as willing to put my wholehearted faith in Christ if I was dragged out of my house tomorrow and put in prison? I know. Would I be as faithful as them so soon? So soon. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> I intimidating. I ask myself that question, <laughs> but it's a question I need to sit with. I'm like, do I have the faith of these early mm-hmm. believers in mm-hmm. such hard times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it really does sort of negate the the strand of Christianity that says everything will be well if you yeah. receive Jesus in this life and in the life beyond. Uh, no, 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 not necessarily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is funny because we did not talk about our favorite verses. No? <laughs> did you pick that one? Too? I did. <laughs> I wonder how many times this fall. Let's keep doing it this way this because is so this is funny. <laughs> I didn't choose verse three because I'd already talked about verse three, the enduring hope. Yes. You know, I chose verse six and it was actually the word joy from it. Mm. So you received the message with joy in spite of suffering. The fact that um, 
in the midst of suffering, there can be joy. And that is such a cool thing. And I can remember way, way back, I had um, a pastor's wife who mentored me. And her husband at one point had been put in prison for stealing money. And she looked at me and she said, Sharon, this is hard to imagine if you haven't been through it. I was devastated. I was shamed. I was all these things. But running through it all was a joy Hmm. because God was going to husband me. He was going to take care of my kids, and I knew I wasn't alone. That's amazing. I know. We can't, you can't make that up. No. <laughs> like, no. There's no way. The kind of joy that God gives is not based on circumstance. Mm. It's on the sure knowing that he lives within us. So that's, that's a great verse, obviously. It's we both chose it. in that. And I love that there's different parts of it we love. So. I know. It's so much fun. So, okay, well, what do we learn about God from this passage? What are some of your thoughts on that? I feel like... Through all this, I just was reminded that God doesn't abandon us. He doesn't like, oh, you're my child. Good luck. See you in heaven. Like he is there with us in our suffering and our trials and in our joy. And that our hope can very safely rest in him because that's the only place we can hope on. Everything else could be ripped away tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but God will always be with us. I love that. I love that. And I, I chose things like God loves and chooses people. which is such a cool thing. The belonging thing I thought Mm. was so key. He wants us to join his flock. He wants us to belong to him. It's not like we're exclusive. It's open to the world. God so loved the world. Um, But when we choose him, um, then he chooses us and Hmm. it's sort of choices everywhere. And we're (laughs) part of his flock. So I love that. That And then um, also that God does not prevent us from suffering. It's Mm. actually almost expected. Right. And we have to remember that. Yeah. So we're not surprised. Right. And what have I done wrong, God? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That is, that's what Satan does to us. Yeah. He accuses us. You're suffering because you did this or you didn't mm. do that. When in reality, people suffer. People suffer with God and without God. Suffering happens. Yes. Well, that was even in that passage from Isaiah we had read. I think that was last week, though. But when it talked about people thought that Jesus was suffering because of the sin he had committed. And it wasn't his own sin. It wasn't his sin. Suffering. Sin. Suffering doesn't always come from sin. <laughs> exactly so. And it's hard to remember, but a very important point. It is. It is. And we just need to receive it. And then the other thing is just basically from verse 6, that the Spirit can give us joy in suffering. Only God, mm, only God. can give us joy, which kind of goes back to what you said, learning that God is always with us. So mm. that no matter what we're going through, He's there. He mm. doesn't say, this is too painful. I need to walk away. Right. I need right? a break from this. I need a break. <laughs> Because there are times when I'm dealing with somebody that's in bad trauma yeah. where it is too painful. I need to walk away for a bit yes. in my humanness. And are limited. Yeah, for right. sure. God never walks away. Mm. Oh, so Thank good. you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what did we learn about living wisely in troubled times? What did you mm. learn about that? So I was thinking that for me, it would be to hold fast to my faith. And remember God's words to us and what he has done in the past for us. I think remembering is really helpful for me if I am going through a hard time. Like, well, Uh I've gone through hard times before and God is with me. So just remembering that he's not going to abandon me, you know, and trust Uh that. Trust that he's doing work through the suffering. That's the other thing, that it's not wasted. Like with our Thessalonians, their suffering produced awe and joy among Mm. Christians everywhere and and enabled them to say, whoa, I didn't suffer in the first two months of my faith and look at what they are going through. 
So and they are encouraging us even now, yeah. which is really neat. So I their know. suffering was not waste. I love Pastor Eve always says that about it. God doesn't waste our pain. No, he doesn't. And that's so precious to it know. It is, that so... it is that there's a purpose in it even if we hate it. Yeah. And we're allowed to lament it too. Yes. Right? Because <laughs> David be. in the Psalms is such a great example of that. Absolutely. It's like, how long, oh Lord, how long? Do I have to keep this suffering? Yes. But thanks for being with me. But how long? <laughs> it's feeling so, it, David. It's simultaneous. It's awesome. It is so awesome. Yeah. And we learned that suffering's a witness to a world that watches not just the Christians, but yeah. also to non-Christians. If, if yeah. we receive what happens and don't fall apart, or if we do fall apart, we fall into God's lap, mm, right? Because yeah. again, I don't want us to... I grew up a little bit thinking, and I don't think it was my parents' fault or the church's fault. I think it was my own fault hmm. that I had to always kind of act like everything was happy and breezy, Mm, whether it was or not. And no, we need to be truthful about the hard as well as the good. Absolutely. The first week after I lost my hearing and the hearing loss was total then, like Mm. I could hear nothing, I cried all week. Mm. And somebody said, I'm sorry, you're having a crisis of faith. And I'm like, "Um, I'm not. I'm just... (laughs) I'm just crying because this is sad. Crying. (laughs) I don't want to lose my hearing. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't sobbing. It was just like leaking. Right. You know, I just leaked. It was my leak week. (laughs) I would would try to, you know, the phone would ring and and Ray would say the phone's ringing, you know, and I'd be leaking tears, you know, that kind of thing. So mourn each thing you lose in the moment. Like, oh, I can't hear this at the moment. There's a process when you're going right, through suffering right. and, and it is okay and it's not a crisis of faith you no. can simultaneously trust god yes. and and leak, and leak tears. away <laughs> so Aww. so another thing for living wisely in troubled times we just need to remember that we need to receive the good and the bad from god's mm, hands yeah. job was good at that Naked I came from the womb, naked I will return. Mm. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is such a hard thing to say. It is. And yet, (laughs) that is how we live wisely in troubled times. It really is. So, And then I think also the praying. Paul did a lot about praying. We're praying for you about this. We're praising God about this. We need to pray constantly. Mm. And that's sometimes hard if you've prayed and you're not seeing the results, right? Yes, we get, I get so discouraged so easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't pray right. It didn't work. All right, fine. I won't keep praying. Like it's, yeah. We're so easily uh, dissuaded <laughs> discouraged. from it. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And yet we're to still pray. Mm. We are. We're supposed to be like that persistent widow that never stops knocking at mm. the unjust judge's door. And God yeah. says, if the unjust listen to her, he's, I'm certainly going to listen to you. He said, right. keep asking, <laughs> keep knocking, yeah. keep seeking. So, um, so we do. And sometimes, you know, you're praying and praying and God's choosing to do something different than what you prayed for. Right. Um, you, you pray and you say, why? And you say, well, how should I pray then? Mm. Or what can, can I learn from this? Or what can these people learn? If you're not going to take away that cancer, Lord, right. bring good from it. Then what else? Yeah. What is right? there to learn in it then yeah. if you're not going to do what I'd hoped you would yeah. do? But well, we, that brings us closer to him. That's exactly. where our relationship grows with him. Exactly. And then we change too because we don't expect him to just be our genie. Exactly. <laughs> he is our constant companion yes. when things go smoothly and when they don't. Mm. And, you know, your little um, stoppings three times a day is such a sweet way of remembering that. That mm. even in the midst of, hey, I prayed for an easy day and... um. 
what just happened? <laughs> this isn't it, right? Right. <laughs> um, to still go to him and say, well, teach me then, Lord. Yes. Teach me through it. What do you have for me? I feel like if I've asked, mm-hmm. I've done what I can do. Right. He tells me to ask. I ask. And then if he gives me what I asked for, I'm like, whoa, wow, thanks. <laughs> and if he doesn't, I receive it and I say, well, I asked you, you must have something better, even though this is harder. Oh, you've and I might leak tears. Right. <laughs> right? I receive it because it still came from your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that I found from this uh, living wisely in troubled times is we always need to look forward to awaits us after death. Oh, yeah. Because he pointed that out to them. He did. Yeah. The part of enduring hope is that it will not always be like this. Mm. And we need to remember that because when we're in the trenches, it, sometimes it can feel like it will always be ending. like this. Right, yeah. and we can get discouraged. I think that's so important. I don't remember that enough. And maybe it comes as we get older too, the remembering that the, that what our end will be with Christ. Yes. And if we have that hope, we pick up our eyes out of like, you know, you're just taking one foot in front of the other. Yes, but you look up yes. and see the finish line right. and really live in that awareness of like, man, it's going to be glorious. Yes. It's coming. Yes. Have that enduring hope. Keep mm-hmm. your eyes on Jesus and mm-hmm. not the muck around you. And it's a little bit easier. It is a little bit easier. <laughs> and apparently when we get there, uh, who is it for the Joyce? No, it's something that Paul said about these momentary struggles will be as nothing. Yes. Paul, who's been lashed and beaten and shipwrecked and whatever. Kicked out of every town he's ever been He's in. like, these momentary troubles. So somehow everything that seems so sloggy and heavy, yeah. um, will it'll be worth it. Pale in comparison yeah, to what? We're going to have hard. tears wiped. Yeah. We're going to have a joy beyond what we can possibly imagine. Hmm. And it really is all going to happen. Hmm. Praise God. Absolutely. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's time to pray. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Father, thank you. Thank you that with suffering comes joy because you never leave us or forsake us. You're the one that doesn't think it's too hard to be with us in the middle of it. Father, I thank you that no matter how long we trudge, your spirit stays by our side. And I thank you, Father, that the ending is good. Mm. Give us enduring hope, Father. Thank you for the witness of these young Thessalonian Christians that are still inspiring us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are so glad you are joining us on this journey. We love feedback, so write us. What was your favorite verse from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1? Tell us who you are and where you're from. You can write us at sweetsela.org slash podcast. Consider becoming a podcast partner. We could use some more monthly support. Big or small, every little bit counts. We are a nonprofit ministry, so you can even count us as a tax deduction. Donate at sweetsela.org slash donate. We love our podcast partners and send out a monthly newsletter telling you all sorts of behind-the-scenes information, as well as a peek at our own lives. And come back next week for episode 113 sharing Christ wisely. And let's all endure in hope this week. Our God's got us. We can totally trust him even in the middle of troubled times. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.